If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. How's it going today, Jill? I'm doing well. How are you, Colleen? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I um, I'm I'm not going to surprise you with a um, a crazy question today, Ooh, because I, I actually <laughs> I actually think we've had um, I think we've had a conversation like this before, and I don't think either one of us like has a good memory of being a kid and doing show and tell. Like I Mm-mm. I know that I had to do show and tell when I was a little kid, but I just don't have any specific I- memories of anything. I will say I remember being jealous of the kids whose parents would let them bring their pet for show and tell. And I always oh. wanted a pet and didn't have one. But did you have classmates who were like, and this is my beautiful new puppy for show and tell? I always felt very uh, jealous. Nobody was ever allowed to bring an animal to mm, school. Good rules no, in your school. I, I would have yeah. to say I, I would have been very jealous. I would have been very mm-hmm. jealous because I never had pets either, Mm-mm. which is why I have so many now. <laughs> right? You're making up for it. <laughs> making up for it. But, um, but I do remember, like, I do remember a a kid in my class once. So like, I I think I've told you, like, I went to elementary school with the same group of kids, like all the way through. And many of them I went to kindergarten and preschool with, and then we went to St. Gerald's together and we were, Mm -hmm. you know, so I have no, I knew these people very well. And there was one kid I remember, like he must, he obviously like forgot to bring whatever he was supposed to do his show and tell on or his talk on. Mm -hmm. And he, ended up just going up to the front of the class with a pencil and he did a whole talk on um, all the different things that you can do with a pencil. And he was like, girls, you can, you know, put your hair in a bun and it can hold your hair or you can, it can be an accessory and you can put it behind your ear and and then you look smart or you can do this with, like, it was just, it was very funny. And for a, for a kid, I mean, we were probably in, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade or something, mm-hmm. but for a kid to be that quick on his feet, I was never that quick on my feet as <laughs> what is, what does he do now for a living? Probably some really smart. I mean, that's a, that's quite a skill he showed there. You know what? I know that he, I think he has a radio show or a podcast or he does, he does, he's a, he's a sports. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball, I think. So he, he talks for a living. So it, it, it does not surprise me at all. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's uh, actually our idea today is is about show and tell. And I was recently very impressed by um, 
by some kindergartners that I saw. So the teacher, yeah, the teacher is Maria Reyes and she's a kindergarten teacher. She's a second year uh, kindergarten teacher at St. Francis Xavier in Phoenix. And um, in her classroom, it was just so joyful to see the kids. I was so excited that I got to be there for show and tell. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. But you know, you don't know what you're going to get when kindergartners get up in the front of the room and, you know, and and have command of the room. Okay, how's this going to go? Well, Jill, these kids come up with their whatever their thing is for show mm-hmm. and tell. They have to bring it in a bag so that nobody can see it. So it's concealed. And some of the kids had like a prepared piece of like a note card or a piece of paper where they had some bullet points and some kids just winged it, which I was like, wow, that, <laughs> now that's very impressive, right? For a kindergartner to just get up and, and start talking. But the, the point of this show and tell, it wasn't just, look, here's my thing. This is where I got it. How cool is it? Like, it wasn't that at all. It was actually... Um, where the kids, it was it was kind of an inquiry exercise. So the kids mm. had to give clues. My show and tell um, was given to me by so and so, or came from such and such a place, and um, it is this color. And one student said, and we read about this animal in a story that we read last week, and was like giving clues that connected mm. with lessons that they had done in class, and and then they. As the speaker would get to call on students to guess what was in the bag, what the show and tell was, and then the student, you know, would say yes or no. And finally, when someone would guess, which they they all did, they did a really good job of of creating their clues and calling on their classmates. And someone always guessed, and then they could take it out. And then the student that guessed correctly would have the first crack at being able to play with that toy or touch it first. What have you ever seen show and tell that that way? I I have, and I can't remember which schools to credit it to. So I'm not going to say the schools, but I saw a teacher have a great rule then where the students standing up there did their little thing. And then they said, I will take three questions from the crowd. And then they had, they could only call on three people where they could ask extra questions, but it was very much a protocol of, of really limiting nice. the amount of time that's that's happening. Everyone knew if they if they weren't called on, it was fine. It was going to be someone else's turn, and it kept it moving, which was great. But um, yeah, I have seen little adaptations of this, which I really have enjoyed because it's much better than an awkward, you know, like this is my teddy bear. Uh, the end. Like, I mean, I don't know what else you do, right? <laughs> it's, it's pretty awkward. Right. So I like the protocol. And actually, it's reminding me of, I saw an adaptation of this. I'm glad you said the word inquiry because it reminded me of um, the schools in the Diocese of Grand Rapids and other schools um, throughout the state of Michigan have worked with the Van Andel Institute, which is a science research center um, for science mm-hmm. professional development. And they've they've done things out of Michigan too. So you might know um, the Van Andel Institute. But they, um, as just part of their, their lessons that they show with us is is this adaptation of show and tell where you have, you know, middle school kids um, and the teacher puts something in a box 
and puts it in the front of the room and the whole room has to start guessing what it is. And it could be something science related or it could just be the art of asking good questions, inquiry questions. Um, is it bigger than this? Is it smaller than this? Can it breathe? Can it whatever? Da, 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 like whatever, whatever it might be. And so you could put a scientific object in there. You could put a type of fossil in there. Like you could put something in there that's very science related and have kids asking questions about it. So this is this is interesting, Jill, because um, now it, it's it's getting me to think about um, very early in my teaching career when I taught junior high kids, and um, we used to. I, I had a wonderful principal, but this is this was like my first foray into um, data driven instruction, mm -hmm. really. And um, I, I mean, I, I was in this wonderful school. These kids were phenomenal, and um, one of the areas of weakness that we identified through assessment was um, inference. They struggled with inference. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, trying to come up with, okay, so in, in whatever class I'm teaching, whether it's religion or, you know, English class or whatever, um, or we could play games, you know, how, how can we teach inference to get students to be able to, you know, infer information because there's that, the implicit and there's the explicit. And so that was one thing that we... Um, that we had to work on. And this is, I'm, I'm thinking of these kindergartners who are doing, I mean, it was kind of an inference game. And I think mm -hmm. I made up as, when I was a junior high teacher, I think I made up an inference game. And sometimes, you know, we would use where it was probably, it was word-based because, you know, every, everything for me was, was word-based, but um, you know, vocabulary, but it would be to describe something in a roundabout way. And then they would have to, you know, get, get the implication of it and, you know, to, to build inference that way. But that's a skill that, that has to be built. And so to see young kids doing that, science is a great place to be able to do that. So yeah, all, all good things. I want to give one more idea uh, if we have time here. Is, yeah. um, uh, something we've been playing around the dinner table lately is um, our youngest is eight and he loves Disney characters. So we play like guess the Disney character and we go around the, around the table and you have to ask, you know, yeah. can it swim? Is it a princess? Is it a villain? Is it from Toy Story? Whatever. You have to make the guesses. But last yes. night, the older boys, because we have the two international students, um, they wanted to make a twist on it. So they started doing countries. So they're going to think of a country and going around the table, you have to make guesses. Now they laugh at us because we're American and we don't know many countries. So we, we laugh, like make it easy for us, you know, smaller kids. And, and I don't know all these countries, but the same kind of thing, because you're trying to think of a clever question that will get you further to the answer. So then yeah. we're talking strategy, like, Hey, if you ask like which continent it's on, you're going to get deeper. You're going to get, you're going to close the gap. Kind of like guess who, like you'd play guess who yep. and you'd say, is it a boy or girl? You know, you're going to eliminate half of the board. So really yeah. strategy is is being taught here as well as inquiry, which is amazing. So we love these games. This is great. Yeah. And effective questioning. You could do a lot with that. Yes. And my son Quinn would kill at that geography game. He he can take on any international student with geography. <gasps> we'll have to do it. We'll have to do a video call dinner table uh two family oh, game here. That would be so fun. So fun. All right. Well, Jill, that is the bell. So it is time to get back to class. Thanks for the energy boost. So we love exploring these ideas and affirming the efforts of our teachers. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time. 